You want to make a bit more bread? Don't want to work until you're dead. So come and listen ahead and find some other ways instead. Hello and welcome back to part two of our HMO special. You remember last week we left you last the... week. Okay, probably we've about, had a bit probably of time about, off. Probably about a month ago. Slight now. distraction. Yeah, um, we left you on the fantastic news that um, we won our bid for the property in Swinton. Woo-hoo. That was October last year, so we've been busy renovating um, since then, and hopefully the project is going to be completed in the next two months or so. What we thought we'd do in this episode, and this is something that I don't think any experts actually really do, not that we're necessarily experts, but but we'll, we'll try and claim we're to be. We're going to try it, yeah. yeah. Try our best. Yeah. Uh, well, Ronnie is, I'm not sure about me, is oh. uh, to go through the floor plans um, and so that you can kind of get the vision that we that we go through when we are deciding basically what... we He says we, the collective... I have a little go. I, I, I often have a little look at the floor plans and think, mm, yeah, that looks like it might work. Uh, and then... Really? Okay, yeah, I have a go. No, not, not what we're going to do. Okay, whether it's big enough or not. Okay, you I, know how big I, it is. I know is how big it is, right, which sounds like Mickey Mouse stuff, but actually even that's kind of some level. Uh, but then I go to, to Ronnie and, and she'll kind of work out what we can then do with it if it is potentially big enough or if it's big enough in the first place. So she's going to run through our floor plan for this Swinton HMO and work out basically why we changed what would probably have been the norm. Um, So she'll go through it all, but actually it was quite interesting uh, because we didn't do what I think probably most people would sort of do um, given the existing layout at the time. So there is always a value that can be added when it comes to floor plans. And really, I think that's probably where we add the most value in any given project. Um, And that gorgeous style. I thought you were going to say looks, but yeah. Uh, and the uh, style at the end, which yeah. is obviously increasingly in, important to attract I think that's more important for the tenants. Yeah, the possibly. Value. But actually, the, the floor plans, I think, ultimately is what's the future of the property. Um, and that's where the value is. And longer term, I think that's important. Because... Uh, we go through a lot of HMOs now where, let's say, the corridor is just too wide and it's just wasted space. Hot, small, pokey kitchens, uh, rooms that are just too small that, that won't rent out, um, you know, not using the basement if it could be used or potential loft that's not been expanded. So there's, a, I think, I think actually the floor plans is... I heard is, someone once say, uh, you don't get money renting a corridor. No, so uh, and we went one just, into one the other week where it's just a huge corridor. It's like, well, no one's going to sleep in there. So it's... Um, and these are things that, okay, I might spot or the common man might might spot, but possibly not and actually wouldn't necessarily know where... To start. We've had architects done before who've actually done corridors that are a bit big um, and really should be trying to utilise all the space for... The rooms because that's what people use that's where the tenants want to um, stay so there's a lot of common sense to it but then there's also a lot of expertise and that's where Ronnie comes in so do you want to yeah so I'm going to take run it you away through the floor plans with the hope that I can get images on the screen uh, once I'll have a fiddle of the video once um, we've done it recorded it so I'll run you through each what I don't know. I don't know if people understand floor plans. So sorry if I'm being too basic, but I'll run you through what everything is. Um, so you've got. I think I've got a full picture of the before plans. Here you go. Ta-da! 
and then I'll run you through each floor. So on the ground floor, you've got a basement, um, which is quite a nice size. Um, and then first floor in the original plan, it's a front living area at the front. Uh, there's a living area at the back and then at, at the very back, at the very rear, um, there's a kitchen area which you have to cut through the back living area to get through, so, get to. So one thing just to kind of make it clear there that we look, that we look for from the outset is that there's actually basically a corridor going to, to these rooms or, or certainly to the, to the, to the first room because quite a lot of sort of smaller houses, their front room is when you open the door which would kind of be an, almost an instant no-no because unless you create that corridor space, then you look at me as if to say, you're not sure about this, but, it, but you'd want to, to basically, everyone's got to have their own bedroom. So you'd need, you'd need access to that. And so if you're going in the front door into someone's bedroom, that's not clearly going to work. Yes. So, yeah, if you're making a house share, every room needs, um, yeah, you can't walk through people's rooms. So instantly you know this if you're going to make this a kitchen at the back you're going to need a corridor and and then at the very back was an outhouse um as hopefully you can see on screen now and then you've got well you keep trying to interrupt me no, go on. um then you've got the first floor uh the front you've got a big big master bedroom uh, a middle bedroom and then you've got the bathroom and a bedroom at the back and then you have the loft space. Um, so what we did when planning um, the rooms, the, the new layout, uh, we tried to get planning to turn the basement into a bedroom. Uh, unfortunately, planning said, uh -uh. Um, there's really no rhyme or reason. Um, yeah. The plan is at their peril, really. Um, and then first floor, so the front room's quite easy. We just added an ensuite. That's an instant bedroom, um, big enough to fit all of it. Uh, then I played about with the, we kept the kitchen at the back. Um, so there are HMO guidelines of room sizes because what old landlords used to do is pack them in tight and get as many renters in as they could to pocket most cash. And one day someone said, no, this isn't very fair or safe or nice for the tenants. So they put guidelines in. So now there are minimum room sizes for every room, I think. Um, bedrooms, en suites must have minimum room yeah. sizes. Kitchens have minimum room sizes. Lounges have minimum room sizes. Kitchen lounge combined have minimum room sizes. And it all depends on every area has different guidelines but they're all similar-ish and it depends on how many people so if you have five and below they're one set of room sizes uh, between six and eleven is another set of room sizes and then eleven and above is another set of room sizes um, so to make one of the downstairs rooms a kitchen if we used either the existing kitchen or the middle room, we would have had to steal um, excess meters squared, excess space from another room to make the kitchen big enough. Uh, I think it had to be 20 square meters minimum. 
so then if you're doing that you're making one of the bedrooms too small too small from what I'd like to do yeah big enough to make meet guidelines but I don't like to pack them in I might to have a desk have it nice enough that the tenant's going to want to stay for a period of time I always think would I want to live here so so I don't want to make one of the bedrooms too small because I want all my bedrooms en suite as well um so the other alternative was to extend on the back of the property um but then you've got the cost of an extension are you going to get that money back um I only needed literally a few square meters and it probably wasn't the best idea so what I did is I put the kitchen upstairs kitchen dining lounge I always do communal living uh, and the front bedroom was big enough and because we're having a bedroom in the loft um, so it's kind of the middle of a house the person in the loft doesn't need to go down two floors so save yourself an extension and um, yes yeah, a lovely shaped room so the upstairs front master bedroom is now the kitchen kitchen dining lounge and then the middle room at the back with uh, middle room and the bathroom upstairs is now knocked through and made another bedroom ensuite and then the back bedroom upstairs has an ensuite in and then we have turned the loft we've added a dormer onto the back um, and made that into an ensuite bedroom that's the biggest bedroom in the house the loft rooms generally are and there you go that's our six bed HMO so as Gary said you try and eliminate corridor space and yeah what people sometimes do if you're having problems doing an ensuite in a room uh, it's quite clever sometimes people have made an off suite which is basically a private bathroom for someone's bedroom um, but they have to it's not attached to their room if you're having problems with the layout um, and do you want to say what size bedrooms you tend to yeah, I try, try and not go under 10 metres squared. Um, I always put a desk in the bedrooms because so many people are working from home now, especially nowadays. Um, yeah, I mean, it just they rent less and they have more voids having smaller bedrooms. They rent for less money and they oh, take longer to rent the smaller the bedroom. I, th- I think that's the thing we found out the most because when we sort of started, we saw we went on this website called Spare Room, which is where you can kind of see rooms that are available uh, and the rooms did look fairly small and we thought okay maybe that's the norm um, but then we've in our experience certainly in the last project we did in, in Rochdale the last room to rent by some distance was the smallest and cheapest they're always generally always so, they are yeah, no one well, goes I'm the first oh well I'm that, first yeah. one in I'll, I'll get t- the smallest room for the cheapest they, no the, one does no, that they're happy to spend the extra say yeah. the 50, biggest room always goes 50 yes. to 75 pounds I think you know 75 pounds at the most probably, probably more likely 50 pounds a month extra um, to get basically luxury uh, as opposed to being and we never want it whether squashed in but but it is smaller there's always going to be one room that's, that's smaller you're not going to be able to work it out and so to then have five of those smaller rooms, or six, or whatever the case might be, it's just just, just so, don't buy it. Just it's just <laughs> not gonna it's not gonna work. Um, and so a lot of people are still doing this. We can still I can still see it. And yeah, the rooms might shift, but you are always gonna have a bit more of an issue. So I think Ronnie's very keen. I am as I am as well to kind of really try and make it a nice living experience. And if that means that we get one less room. Yeah. 
Well, we had um, uh, another HMO which we could have fit seven rooms in, but they wouldn't have been a couple. I think a few of them would have had to share bathroom. I think, think, yeah. And we opted to make it a five bed all on suites, and some of the rooms were massive, but we just thought, well, you know, we're going to get better clientele and it's just a safer option basically i think i think you've got to think of or saying what we think of it is longer term here so there's there's a lot of people that kind of try and as a quick profit and you can with hmos you know there can be a great cash flow but i think we like to think is right well hopefully we're gonna have this asset for years um in five ten years time what's the best chance of it being looked after still you know full or relatively full whatsoever and then basically go backwards from there and then try and have a nice enough layout that we don't need to start changing it if regulations change or what have you because ours will be sort of near the top of the of the, of the pile and i have been into less high-end hmos um and yeah uh you you don't want i mean they've got to have somewhere to live but those type of tenants don't look after the property i've seen you know damp issues they don't look after the kitchen doors yeah. off the hinges yeah. um if you if you look after the property they'll it seems to they get more they give it more respect yeah we're just on floor plans more generally is there anything else you kind of look for like stairs that they have you know what, what, what do you think of stairs where it's in where the position is where they are is there an instant no-no is it oh yeah they're great or so because or what you also got so oh because you're allowed um I think you're allowed one bedroom off a kitchen, kitchen lounge diner. So you don't need a corridor. One of I think you're only allowed one. Maybe you're allowed two. Oh what? No, I tell you what. <laughs> the bed. Oh, so every room needs a fire escape. So. So save as a bedroom off a kitchen, and the fire's in the kitchen. Then I think I think I'm telling you right. That bedroom either needs a window that can open wide enough. Or a door into the yard. Um, fire regulations are a big thing. So if there's stairs going off the kitchen lounge, kitchen area, um, which there could be, then I think there would need to be a fire door before the stairs, kind of corridoring it off. Um, well, I forgot the question. No, just about so, stairs, really. Where do you, do you kind of? Yeah, sometimes it's easier to. It's not cheap, but you can always flip stairs around so they, yeah. Do you kind of look at floor plans and think actually well, they're perfect or actually they're just non-workable or is there always kind of a, like a somewhere in between of all that? Yes, either it works or or there's a lot of movement. Right. Um, but you've got to bear in mind, if you go right, because if you start knocking walls down, if you go around knocking on walls when you're viewing properties, if you kind of have know what you're doing a bit, you can tell if a wall is hollow or if it's not hollow. Uh, and there's load-bearing walls, which... I, th- I think that's saved us for another episode. Oh, I may maybe. as well finish. Well, well, just bear in mind, okay. if you're knocking walls down, yeah. you're often going to have to pay a few thousand pounds in steels to hold the ceiling up. Um, so... If you are thinking, oh, I'll knock this down and put this here, you know, it's all money at the end of the day. And is there a reason why you don't do a separate lounge? You mentioned that they all go into... Uh, I just, I feel if I were moving in somewhere to make friends, uh, then I may as well chinwag while I'm in the kitchen. I think it's easier for people to meet. That's what I feel. 
that's just my personal opinion. Not everyone will agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think on the pictures to have a bigger room uh, looks more enticing and wow than a smaller kitchen and a smaller lounge. Also, a kitchen lounge combined, uh, you need less meters squared for. Overall. Than, overall than a separate kitchen and a separate yeah, lounge. Cumulatively, it's quite a lot less in the... In, you know, when, when you're working out the two t- together. Cool. Anything else about floor plans you want to tell our, our, uh, our If I think of anything, I'll, I'll add it on at the end. Uh, if you think it would be helpful to kind of uh, have more floor plans uh, episodes, uh, then just write a comment um, below because we can kind of go through other ones that we've done, some that we might just reject and for, and for those various different reasons. Um, but hopefully that was useful. Um, please do get in touch with us in the usual way. Do you want to do your spiel? Oh, here's my spiel. That's the wrong piece of paper. Oh, there, there, it's on the back. The content of this podcast is for general information purposes and not a recommendation to act. Please contact us or an independent financial advisor if you would like to discuss further at gary.financialfreeman at gmail.com. And I'll also note that this is the first podcast that I've spoke more and it's not as easy as it as it looks. I thought you were going to say as I make it look, but you couldn't quite go as far as that. Anyway, there you go. Uh, Good. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.